The Maryland Terrapins needed to lose to Illinois. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most ex- exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use locked on college for a first deposit. The Terps needed to be upset against Illinois. After the loss 24 to 27 to Illinois on the last second field goal, I come away and the more and more I thought about it over these last couple of days and the more and more I processed it and it's gone through my head. I think we needed that loss to Illinois. Obviously, as a fan, I never hope we lose. I always hope we figure it out. I always hope that we find a way to win games. I hope I always hope we find a way to blow out teams. I always hope that everyone plays well. But when you look at it as a more of a non-fan perspective and as a non-biased perspective, I think the more and more I've gone through it in my head, I think the Terps needed this loss to Illinois because I think we all got comfortable, including me, including the players, including the fans. I think the whole Maryland Terrapins community got really comfortable with what we were becoming and what I thought we could accomplish and what I thought our team was after the 5-0 start. I came on here and said the Terps should be a top 25 team, and they should have been. Joe Klatt was arguing it on the broadcast against Ohio State. He was saying we should be in the top top 25 for sure. We had the resume. We had beaten everyone. We had covered the spread basically every week. We were crushing opponents. We looked like the real deal. Talia looked like I was saying Talia was the best quarterback in the conference. Other people were saying he was the best in the conference. People were ready to anoint Maryland as a top 25 team and as a team that was on the come up. I thought maybe we could get to 10 wins. I thought we had a lot of potential on this team. And I know if I was thinking that, and I know from the other fans, I interact with a lot of fans. The other fans were thinking that. They were thinking we should be top 25 team. They were thinking it's bogus. They were thinking this Illinois game was going to be easy and that the Ohio State game, even though we ended up not covering the spread and we ended up losing by like 20, they were thinking the Ohio State game proved a lot of things that we could compete with a team like Ohio State. But after this loss to Illinois, I think we needed it. Because I know if I was thinking the way and I was getting a little bit cocky and I was really high on the Terps, I know the players were kind of thinking the same thing. And maybe I know they're told over and over again that it's Illinois, that every game you treat the same. Coach Loxley preaches it every week. Every game you play the same, every game you prepare the same. He says it in almost every press conference when talking about the next team. And he said it after his press conference against Illinois. He said, I hope we didn't overlook them when asked about did the team overlook this Illinois team. But when I saw on the field 
was a team that was overlooking Illinois. And I think we were still looking back over our shoulders saying, dang, we could have been in the game with Ohio State. We could have potentially taken down Ohio State. We could have made this Maryland fan base so proud. We could have been maybe 6-0 and and beat Ohio State. Maybe it should have been 14-3 at half, and we could have kept it really close. And who knows what happens in the fourth quarter when the game is tied up or it's close or we're up. Who knows? I think they were looking over their shoulder back to that Ohio State game. But I also think that the Ohio State game got to us a little bit. I think there was a part of us that thought, wow, not only should we have competed, but we should have won. And maybe we are kind of ready to anoint ourselves as the next team in the Big Ten because a lot of people were saying Maryland was on the right trajectory. Maryland was the fourth best team in the Big Ten, clearly, and it wasn't close. I think all that media and hype, even the social media team was posting it after Maryland was the twenty, the ranked the twenty six in the in the AP poll. The social media team posted a meme. If you remember, with Coach Loxley's halftime speech, with him being upset after Maryland missed out on a field goal, and they posted that meme saying that we should basically be in the top twenty five team. So the whole Maryland community was kind of on the Terps' side and saying that we were really good. We were the stuff. We were all that. We were ready to go into Illinois and crush them, 14-and-a-half favorites. And what did we happen? It was a back-and-forth game against a team that we were better than them. We were better than them on paper on an Illinois team that was 2-4 and and overall not a good team this year. And – We came out, and we didn't play well. They started off right away with the big play over the top on Jaquan Shepard. So we got off to a slow start, and I think we needed this loss. It sucks as a fan to lose this game, but the way we played overall, the undisciplined we played with, the amount of penalties that we had, the only thing I can say is I can't say it's a fluke. I'm not a guy to think that things are fluke and that things just happen for no reason. I think we didn't prepare well enough. I think that we were undisciplined because we weren't ready to go. We weren't ready to play this game. We didn't take it seriously enough. That's kind of my takeaway and away from it. And a lot of the and a lot of the penalties were key penalties, like the Barham one when they were driving down the field and they need to get in field goal range to win the game. A lot of the penalties in the game were key penalties, so I look at it as there was undisciplined. There wasn't concentration going into the game. And I blame that on our 5-0 and start. Honestly, I was excited about the team going 5-0, and I'm still really excited about this Maryland football team. But I almost wish in the schedule, I kind of wish we started in the first three weeks almost, I kind of wish we started with a really good, solid opponent whether it was maybe an Ohio State or maybe it was a Big Ten opponent in the first three games. I kind of wish we had one of those in there instead of having this gauntlet of a stretch, even though we play Northwestern in two weeks after the bye. We have to play Penn State. We have to play Michigan. We have to play Rutgers. There still is a ton of good talent on the board where we can come back from this. But overall, I just think the Terps needed this loss 
and it hurts. It sucked watching Illinois' field goal kicker make that last-second field goal, and Illinois running all over our field on homecoming, a day that's supposed to be excited for the fans. People are supposed to come back. Former Terps are supposed to come back, and former Terps are supposed to come back and enjoy the game, and alumni and whatnot are supposed to be here. And it's and it sucked to see the Illinois kicker running around our field and their coaching staff getting hyped on Instagram and seeing it all over and Terps fans being disappointed. It stinks. But for us to have a chance at taking down Penn State, at taking down Illinois, or winning out in the games that we should win and potentially still adding a win on to Coach Loxley's win total and getting to nine wins, I think the Terps needed this loss because we're going to be concentrated now. We won't take anybody lightly, which I don't know why we ever thought we should have because this Terps team, that we're not Alabama yet. We're not Georgia yet. We're not the type of team where, like, we're just going to out-talent guys. And even if, even if Illinois, even if we have a bad game against Illinois where we have a 20 penalties or whatever it is and three interceptions, we'll still win by 10 just because we're that talented. We're not there as a program. So overall, I think we needed this game to refocus and say, hey, we're not what we thought we were maybe. We're not as good as we thought. We have all the talent in the room still. We still have a great quarterback. We still have a great running back room. We still have a lot of parts on defense. We still have all those type of things. But hey, we're not there as a program yet to say, we can't pay attention to the details and miss certain things and have a lack of lack of grit and determination going into the game where we can still win those type of games. We're not that. So we need to concentrate and we need to lock in and pay attention to all the details, stay disciplined in, in terms of penalties. And next week, I bet we blow out Northwestern by over 20, 30 points. I think we kill Northwestern because we're going to be focused we're going to be disciplined because Coach Fox is going to ride those guys. They're going to watch the film, and it's going to be a bad film to watch. But overall, I think we have a better chance now because I am i don't feel too much worse about our team. I still think we have all the talent, but I feel we have a better chance now of winning games, of winning bigger games against the better opponents that we're going to play now that we lost this game to Illinois because I think we're going to be concentrated, ready to go. And I think the Terps overall – Needed this loss to Illinois, even though it sucks that it happened. The Maryland's defense has a lot that I'm excited about. You might be surprised, but I'll tell you about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Maryland defense has the potential to finish out the year as an elite defense. Now, you might be looking at me a little bit crazy, but this idea popped into my head, and I was thinking... 
wow, this Terps defense has something cooking under Brian Williams. Okay, it's not on paper. Maybe you wouldn't think of it as an elite defense. But the more and more I look at it on paper, I think it can come together and form a very good unit overall. Think about it like this. We've seen all three phases of our defense play well at a certain point. Whether it's the linebacker room, the secondary, the defensive line, at some point in a game during a part of the season, during most of the season, we've seen all three phases of the defense pick itself up and play well at times. If we look at the defensive line, they showed out against Illinois. Five sacks. Kellen Wyatt showed out. Kellen Wyatt has had a really good stretch of games. He has kind of proved himself as one of our better pass rushers, which we needed going into this season. That was one of the things I talked about, was Kellen Wyatt has to be a really good player and take another step as going from a freshman to a sophomore. That freshman to sophomore step up is a big deal, and Kellen Wyatt has proved that he has the ability overall to do that. And so we've seen him come out as a pass rusher, which was one of our biggest question marks. He's had a sack last week. He had also had a sack against Ohio State. And then we've seen Donnell Brown come out and be really good. We were unsure if Donnell Brown's game was going to translate from lesser level college football to Big Ten quality football. He's played awesome. He's had sacks. He's forced turnovers. So our defensive line unit has been good. Jordan Phillips, King Basote. I think at times we've seen every single one of those guys play really good football overall at some point, whether it was against Illinois, whether it was against Ohio State, whether it was against someone else. I think someone on that defensive line has always played really well with that unit overall. So I think our defensive line has a chance to be overall a really good unit overall and take a next step. Because I think our defensive line has continued to prove improve throughout the season. We did some really good things against Ohio State. Ohio State couldn't run the ball against us. So I think our defensive line has played really well. And I think our secondary, I've said from the start, is one of the best units in college football or in the Big Ten. Not in college football. We're not one of the best units in college football yet. We're one of the best units in the Big Ten. And at times we've seen Jaquan Shepard get beat over the top or we see Marvin Harrison give us a big day. But overall, if we looked at the first half against Ohio State, our secondary, I thought, played really well. I think we have one of the best safety duos in college football with Bo Braid and Dante Trader. I think they're one of the they're be- one of the best safety duos in the Big Ten. I think they're both NFL players, and I think they're both really good overall players. And I know we've seen them be really good. We've seen them be our leading tackler. We've seen them make plays on interceptions. We saw Dante make a play on Marvin Harrison that was really impressive. We see saw Bro Braid make a really impressive punch out on Emeka and Buka over the top before Emeka and Buka catches it for the first down against Ohio State. We've seen the secondary really play well at times and limit teams in passing yards and overall have a really good year. And I think our secondary is going to get even better once we get Tarheeb still back because it was elite when Tarheeb still was in there, but it's hurt not having him in the mold. But when we get Tarheeb still back, I've said it, our secondary is one of the best in the Big Ten. So you look at the secondary – I've already said I think it's experience, and I think it's one of the best in the Big Ten overall. And you look at the defensive line, they've played really, they played pretty well. They played well against Illinois, I thought. They played really well against stopping the run against Ohio State. 
They've played well in the past couple of games overall. I thought they played better than we could have expected from the defensive line in terms of forcing pressure, stopping the run, doing different things overall. I think our defensive line has done a good job of that. I'm not going to say that our defensive line has always played elite. No, they're still improving. They're still getting better. They still have a lot to work on. But if they can continue to tap into what I saw against Illinois and continue on that upper echelon, they can be really good. So our secondary and our defensive line unit can be really good. And then what's left? The linebacker room. And that's one of the deepest in the Big Ten. Jayshon Barham, I don't want to say it's been a disappointing year, but we had really high expectations for Barham. Being a freshman All-American in the Big Ten and having a really good freshman campaign. Um, he's still a really good player overall, and none of that potential is gone yet. But if we can get a little bit more out of Barham, but Hippolyte has turned himself into one of our leading tacklers the last couple of weeks and has played awesome. Gote had his best game yet with the sack and a tackle for loss overall. And Caleb Wheatland's always playing really solid football. So, our linebacker room is one of the deepest in the Big Ten, and it has the talent and has awesome combination of youth and veteran present with Hippolyte, Gote, and then you look at Wheatland and Barham are the youngsters, and Michael's a freshman who's not playing a ton, but he's going to be a really good player. So our linebacker room is one of the deepest in the Big Ten. It's got some star power. Jason Barham is an NFL player. And then you look at our secondary is also awesome and one of the best units in the Big Ten, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Leave a comment if you don't think that's true. But I think our linebacker room and our secondary room is one of the best in the Big Ten. And I'm not going to say our defensive line unit is one of the best in the Big Ten, but they've played really good football against Illinois. They played solid football against Ohio State. So I'm looking at this defense, and I'm like, hmm. If it all comes together... And Brian Williams can bring it all together. I think he's a talented defensive coordinator, and I think he has a chance to one day be a head coach. Coach Loxley has talked about that. If it all comes together for Brian Williams, that's his job, meshing these units all together. And he's done a really good job of that at times this year. We've been a really good defense at times. We've only given up 18 points per game over on the year. It's gotten worse and worse these last couple of weeks. But because I remember at a certain point we were we were under 18. We were at like 15 points per game. But if he can mesh these units together and make them play well all at the same time, which I don't know if it's realistic. I don't know, but I still think the Terps defense has potential and the tools to maybe be kind of elite. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be on the level of the Penn States of the world or a Bama defense. It's not going to be like that, but it can be like a borderline top 25 defense can pick up some of the slack that the offense has kind of dropped off in the last couple of weeks. Whether I thought they did that in the Ohio state game. I thought they were picking up the slack and making up for the mistakes that the offense was making in the first half. We almost forced Ohio state to punt every single possession in the first half, besides the point where they scored three points which is amazing against an Ohio State team. And I saw all three units coming together to play well. And it didn't really happen the second half. They opened it up and were able to find holes in our defense. But I could have seen that coming. Who who didn't see that coming against Ohio State when your offense is turning over the ball and stuff? So I think it has a chance. If all three units or at least two units have a really good day and one unit has at least a decent day, I think it has a chance to be 
one of the best and borderline top 25 defense in the Big Ten and really pick up slack for the offense. And I think we have a lot of defensive upside as a group. There's a lot, a lot of young players, a lot of veteran players too. But I think we have the talent if we can just mesh it all together to be a top defense overall. Maryland misses out on a big-time recruit. We'll talk about that after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play um, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use Lockdown College for a first-time deposit. Maryland misses out on four-star edge Jalen Harvey, which is pretty disappointing. And Maryland needs to start winning some of these battles if we want to take the next step as a program. Four-star Jalen Harvey, let's get into it. Four-star from Quince Orchard right here in Maryland. And it's really disappointing that we missed out on him. I didn't expect to get him. I pretty much go off the crystal balls. Those are right most of the time. And when a guy is 100% crystal ball to Penn State, you expect him to go to Penn State. Now, there was a lot of different stories going around. Oh, could Maryland land this guy? What could happen with this Jalen Harvey guy? Can Maryland potentially get him? All these different things about Jalen Harvey and the potential that maybe we could get Jalen Harvey overall. But I didn't get my hopes up. I didn't think it was going to happen because people thought he pushed his deadline back for his commitment because people thought, oh, maybe he's doing this because he's rethought the Penn State thing and maybe he doesn't want to go to Penn State. But that's not really what happened, clearly. Or maybe he did rethink it, but he still decided to land on Penn State overall. It was between us and USC and Penn State, of course. But I really want to make the argument that Maryland needs to start landing some of these people. I don't want to stall as a program. I don't want to stall as a team that's going to get seven wins, eight wins. I don't want to do that because... Eventually, that team will turn into a team that one year has a bad year, a couple bad years back-to-back, and they only get five or four or six wins. And we're just never take that next step into that top 25 range. We end up firing the coach. I want to be able to take another step. We've taken a step where we're, okay, we're getting seven and eight wins consistently. It's been back-to-back years, and it looks like we're going to do that again. But I want to take another step where, Ooh, we got nine wins. Ooh, we get 10 wins. Ooh, we're the 24th, team ranked, 24th ranked preseason team in the country, but we beat Michigan this year. Ooh, we just landed a high four-star guy. Oh, maybe we got a five-star down the road that's from Maryland or from the DMV area. I want to get to that point as a program, and obviously that's not realistic, and obviously that takes a lot of time to do, and it's not easy to do. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but landing a guy like Jalen Harvey, who's going to be a top 300, that's a top 350 recruit, four-star edge, overall explosive athlete, quick twitch, has a lot of upside as a player. I think if we want to take another step as a program, 
we're going to have to start landing some of these guys like Jalen Harvey, four-star edges. Because if you look at some of these top teams in the country, if we just look at Ohio State, if we look at Michigan, if we look at Penn State, all those teams have elite pass rushers. You need elite pass rushers in college football because it's hard to stop these offenses. With all these spreads and motions and all these different things that the offensive coordinators are doing now and with how they protect the quarterback and how hard it is to play DB with the pass interference and how hard it is to stick with some of these wide receivers. There's so many good wide receivers. You need some pass rushers to balance that out. And you see a team like Michigan, they always seem to have good pass rushers. Ohio State is defensive NU. Penn State, they always have good pass rushers too. Micah Parsons, the best defensive player in the NFL maybe. And then the other person, the other defense player that people would argue in the NFL, that's the best defense player in the NFL, Nick Bosa. He's an Ohio State guy. So you see Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, they land these type of four-star edges. And if we want to be able to beat these type of teams and honestly just avoid a stupid loss against Illinois when we're 14-and-a-half favorites, an extra pass rush an elite pass rusher like a Jalen Harvey type can really go a long way in doing that because if you look at the most important positions it always goes like quarterback usually and then pass rusher receivers in college football there's a plethora of them there's a surplus of them it's not hard to land them overall because there's so many good ones and Maryland's been one of the top teams at getting those guys but getting a guy like Jalen Harvey we're going to need to start landing one of those type of pass rushers, one of those four-star type of edges. And we have a chance at getting another one in Ernest Willer, who's a four-star defensive lineman who was once a five-star. So he still hasn't announced his commitment yet. So we still have a chance at one more that can make this 24 class really solid overall. But we'll see what happens with that. But overall, it is disappointing that we missed out on Jalen Harvey. But that's all we have for today. Please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking more Terps football. And we'll be getting into some basketball. So make sure you subscribe for that. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.